So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and I really have a great show for you today. And really, before we get started, I, I wanted, it's been a while, I want to give a shout out to some people that went on to Apple or iTunes and left some five-star reviews. So this first review comes from SKPHX, so SK Phoenix. It says, start your journey with the big kahuna. This podcast is it. Whether you're, you've never done a deal or you're a seasoned vet, Corey and this podcast will guide you through every step of the way. I've listened and re-listened to his very first eight podcasts over three times. They are pure gold, and I haven't done a deal yet, uh, but uh, Corey and his team uh, will help me with my first deal, deal and, and my first deal will be soon. I'm still using patient, still kissing uh, lots of frogs, and I'm not trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Listen to this podcast and you'll understand. You can thank me later. (laughs) So thank you so much for that wonderful review. I mean, listen, I love it when you guys take the time to go on to iTunes and leave these reviews because I know it takes a lot of effort. So thank you again. For that effort, it really makes me so happy and puts a smile on my face. With that said, one of the things, kind of what's coming up in Kahuna World and uh, with what we're doing, we are getting ready to launch. We're going to do an early bird special. So, And listen, right now could not be a better time to make maybe an investment in yourself. So the Kahuna boardroom is going to be in October. I think it's October 20th, 20th, 21st, 22nd. It's a three-day event. We normally charge $7,500. It's limited seating. It's not a big event. And in my opinion, it is one of the best places where you can come learn and you will leave with all the skill sets and knowing exactly what you need to do to be successful in multifamily. And I'm telling you, there could not be a better time to start getting the knowledge put together so you can come out of what's going on currently and come out like winning and winning like no other. So another to get that, to get uh, to apply for the Kahuna Boardroom, you're going to go to kahunaboardroom.com. Again, that's kahunaboardroom.com. Fill out the application. My wife, Shelly, We'll be contacting you and go over um, all the details and make sure that we're a good fit. But we're doing it for $5,000. We normally charge $7,500. We're doing it for $5,000, and we have a payment plan. So you can um, just kind of start making payments in between. 
Uh, but you'll get all our online course, uh, our, our all our courses, our RPM course, our raising um, private money, the apartments to millions course, and then our cash flow calculator. They're all um, that comes with a bunch of case studies. It's simple to use. It'll show you how to do a deal. All our loan docs, our um, LOIs, really, I mean, everything that you need really handed to you on a silver platter. Um, this is my top shelf event. You'll you'll like it. Um, you'll become part of the family. And I'm super excited to announce that as an early bird special, $5,000. Um, we are limiting this event to only 60 people. We used to only do it 35. We've increased our space a little bit so we can have 60. But we are also, we cut it out um, doing it in the summer. So we only do this event twice a year. And this year we didn't do it in the spring because we had too much going on. So this is the first time that I'm really doing a really live event all in 2020. And I think the timing couldn't be better. So listen, I mean, honestly, if you're on the fence, take the time, fill out the form, go to kahunaboardroom.com, fill it out, let talk to my wife, and let's see if we can make it a fit. We would love to have you there. All right, so um, let's get to it. My next guest is honestly someone that I really, truly admire, and I think the world of her. Her name's Kathy Fetke. She's the co-CEO of Real Wealth Network and the best-selling author of Retire Rich with Rentals. Um, she is an active real estate investor, licensed real estate agent, and former mortgage broker. And she's specializing in helping people build multimillion-dollar real estate portfolios that generate passive monthly cash flow for life. You know, I love cash flow. Kathy is a frequent guest on CNN, CNBC, Fox, Bloomberg, um, all the major places. Um, she was also named among the top 100 most intriguing entrepreneurs by Goldman Sachs, and she did it two years in a row. So Kathy hosts two podcasts, The Real Wealth Show and Real Estate News for Investors, uh, both top 10 podcasts on iTunes uh, with listeners in 27 different countries. So it goes without saying, Kathy's kind of a big deal. And so let's welcome Kathy Fecky. All right, Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Let's see, the last time I saw you, I think we were in Denver and there was a huge crowd of people, maybe maybe 700, I don't know, but I, I think I'd be so terrified to be in a crowd right now. <laughs> oh man, no doubt, no doubt. We actually had some clever conversation at dinner too and it was really a lot of fun. So it was that was a, that was a fun event. It was. Um, and um but yeah, that group of people, a uh, great group of people, but gosh darn, right now we are all just still locked in our houses and um and watching real estate unfold. Yeah. And uh so I love that I'm, I'm glad that you're on the show because I really, you know, for for everybody that understands, you know, Kathy's Kathy's kind of a big deal. I'm just to say you're kind of a big deal. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'm your fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> but uh, I really uh, just looking for everybody's looking for information perspective on what's going out there. And um, before we came on the show, we and you were just talking about like what you've been doing. And you've really been like on daily webinars and just really going out into the marketplace and listening to managers and things like that. So Help us understand how you see the things in, in your perspective. Well, here's the thing. I was very much anticipating a downturn. I even I gave my 2020 
predictions. And I do that every January, just kind of based on research and all the economists I interview on the Real Wealth Show. I put all that together and I, I give my predictions and they're usually pretty right on. So in January, I said, everything looks good. Stocks are up, but, you know, real estate values are up. Job growth is up. Unemployment is down. I mean, everything looks good, but there's some underlying concerns I had. It was the high debt, uh, the fact that the money supply was so massive. We had created so much money trying to bail out from 2008 up to the tune of $4 trillion. And when the Fed tried to sort of back off of that and and unload it, the economy kind of came to a, a halt in 2018. And that was concerning to me. And when they tried to raise rates by a just a smidgen, it brought real estate to a halt. And that was concerning. So I knew we had a fragile, fragile economy. But I also knew that the Fed was going to keep throwing uh, stimulus at it to keep it going. I mean, we had tax cuts. That was a stimulus. Yep. Um, a lot of people didn't look at it that way. But of course, that's what it was. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why the economy was booming. And people weren't necessarily paying attention to the fact that, of course, when you throw stimulus at something, it's going to sort of like when you're sitting by a campfire and you throw a stick and it burns. It's like, wow, now it's warm, but half an hour later, it's not. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you throw a bunch of sticks and it's all of a sudden it's fire. <laughs> Everything blows up. But, and, so and then there's no fire. You're like, oh my God, that's what do we have now? No light, nothing. Exactly. So in January, in the predictions, I said things look pretty good, but I would still make sure that any decision you make, you do, you, you're you have in mind that this could fall apart. That <laughs> this uh, there there could be some kind of black swan event that throws it all off and. Boy, did I not expect quite this black swan. Uh, this is something. Didn't... It really is. It's 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 really, it's crazy to think about what's went on in such a short like period of time to where like this month's rents. I think people are kind of paying maybe, but next month's rents, it's going to be a whole different story. I think. And I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, we at an event where we met, and there were all kinds of people on stage and. You know, uh, some brand new, some who'd never been through a downturn, people syndicating, raising millions of dollars on, you know, their first deal, or, you know, their second yeah. deal. So a lot of um, kind of new investors with a lot of influence, being able to raise a lot of money, but not having the experience to go with it. So one of the things I had said at, at that event in October, and nobody wants to hear this from an, you know, from an old timer, from someone who's been there, you know, I was like, look, if you're going to keep assuming that things are going to be great forever, it, it, you're wrong. It never is. Um, if you keep assuming in your projections that rents will continue to go up no matter what, you're, you're wrong. Um, but if you know, people want to see what they want to see, they want to believe what they want to believe. And they, you know, oftentimes that's probably the greatest weakness is not having someone on your team or in your company to say, yeah, but you need that person. To- oh, yeah. You need the Spanish Inquisition, right? <laughs> it's in, in, somewhere in your team that says, hey, hold on. For me, that's my wife. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you need that. And and um, too many people don't. They just like they only want to see it as positive. Well, you see and- it time and time again, right? Kathy is yeah. like people will go into uh, deals with their best case scenario and they're like, banking on they're like look at this deal and you're looking at it going oh god like that's scary because everything has to line up with the moon stars and the sun and if you have a slight variance oh crap yeah and no backup plan 
Yeah. I mean, I, I was sitting at those events and I'd be talking to people and they'd say, you know, yeah, I'm getting this bridge loan. I you said, see all oh. the deals going around. Yeah, I'm like, bridge loans. I had those in 2008. You know, that didn't end well for me. Because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. even if my deal was fabulous um, in 2008, there was no liquidity. It just disappeared. And people who didn't go through that had a hard time believing it because there is nothing but money in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, you know, lenders just pouring money at people. Flippers, we are holding you know? on to one bridge loan right now. Right. What was and that? We're like, we're holding, I'm holding on to one bridge loan right now. And I'm like, oh, baby bridge Jesus. loans are terrible. See, when you've been through that, and I have, they're harder to get in the future because, you know, we take things for granted. And when usually when things are at their best, there's something around the corner we can't see. And that's just been historically the case. I don't yeah. know why, but it just, it is. So short term loans always scare me. I always like having a backup plan. And with that said, my husband and I built, you know, we're in the middle of a construction project, a construction loan that was due in November of last yeah. year. And uh, and we did not get a new loan until the end of January. And now that company that gave us the loan is no longer lending. I mean, we two months, we, we had two months where we would not have had end, end financing. So check this out. We, uh, it's funny that you're sharing this story. I got one too, because... We close tomorrow, or no, uh, the ninth. Two more days from the recording of this, we have a Freddie loan where we had a we had a bridge uh, a bridge loan seven and a half percent to now going to a, uh, a Freddie loan at three point six three percent rate, and um, we got it one day before they changed the whole interest reserves. So we got our commitment letter and everything the day before. The following day, everything changed. That we would have got stuck with 16 months of interest reserves, and I'm just telling you, we were just so nervous because this loan is going to change that property. Like now, we're in long-term debt, and now I'm still knocking on wood because it's got to close. And and I think I'm pretty sure it. They've pretty much buttoned everything. Who knows, up. right? Like we just we. But I don't know until two day. more days. It's changing every day. If you're if you're trying to close a loan right now, that's not Annie, Freddie. I mean, a, oh, if anything else, you're screwed. It's it's kind of scary. So that's that's kind of the the game that I've been playing. Is I I you know we we just sold our last apartment in February, <laughs> so it was like, whoo. That's gone, but time means everything sometimes, right? Yes, and and most of what we do is one to four units nationwide in different cities because so many of our members at Real Wealth are new. They don't want to syndicate. They don't have time. They're busy Silicon Valley people. They just want to get into real estate. So we've focused on that one to four unit. Just go get conventional financing. You can get up to ten of those loans. It's you know you still can get ten to forty doors. Yeah, um, if you get four, you know, fourplex, you can get ten loans. You know, so there's still ways. I mean, to there's get. forty. That's forty units right there, right? So that's really been our focus is helping busy people just get into one to four unit buildings in the in the parts. I think of the that's country. the best. Like, if I could go back, and I mean, for me, I jump started just because I was already raising money pretty good for single family. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I go back and say. Man, what if I would have done more quads, threeplexes, triplex, duplexes? Just early on in my career, the only thing I wish I would have done more of is holding properties. Yeah, f- you know. Yeah, I mean, I go back to when I was just flipping, and I'm I'm just beating myself up to think why would I ever, why would I do that? Why for all the effort and, and work to make a short term gain on something? It just sounds ridiculous now. Well, especially since you have to, if you're real good at it, the better you are at it, the more you get to pay uh, 
Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle Sam gets all, your half your money. It yeah. really becomes 50% money. And no, it really does. So, you know, I, I like the Burr model where you can buy it, fix it up, get all your money out and go do it again. But then there were limitations on how much money you could borrow. And so it, it wasn't for everyone, but for at least our members at Real Wealth people, there were enough people that were like, hey, I'm just happy with 10 homes, diversified. A lot of a lot of people just feel comfortable in something they understand, which is a single family home or a duplex yeah. or something. It's, it's a great not, place to start, right? It's a great and, place and maybe stay to, and maybe stay and just stay there because you don't have to deal with commercial lenders that will call the loan or they'll have margin calls or that you know it's just more complicated versus a thirty year fixed is just that. It's thirty year um, fixed. That's all it is, and they're still lending, right? Backed by the U.S. government. So that, that always felt like a safe place for me. Plus, you know, once you, I mean, this is, this is kind of across the board, but in general, the public likes to attack the, the big guys, you know? And so if you've got an apartment, they think you're just, wealthy. Oh, you're loaded. You're loaded. Yeah. yeah you're, you're the, um, I'm feeling that problem. right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this current, problem, that's what they and, see. Hey, listen, half my portfolio is student housing. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. Right? That's, and so. Who known? Who would have known, right? Oh, uh, now, and here's the thing. This is what, I mean, right now, more than ever, communication is so vital. It's vital to your tenants. It's vital to um, your banks, your lenders. Like, we've had communication. Uh, everyone that we have, one of those student loans, hey, listen, so far, so good. But if uh, next month could be a different story. So can you work with us? And yeah, they're saying yes, but like, but are they just saying that? I mean, I don't know yet. And yeah. so, but, but we are the big, bad, um, landlord. And so it really is, it's a tough, it's a slippery slope. And, it's, um, it's an interesting time. And, you know, we don't, we no longer have a free market economy that it, it is a government regulated economy and the government pretty quick and easy to bail out certain hedge funds and certain banks and certain large companies, but not the little guy and the little guy gets um, screwed, you know, exactly. So I just, what here's what we've seen. I, I I knew something big was coming coming. I did not like the fundamentals of our economy that was based on the Federal Reserve just printing money to ignite this economy and bring it out of the last recession. It basically fixed a debt problem, which was bad debt in the early two thousands from mortgages, and tried to fix that with more debt. Uh, and that just didn't seem like that it was seems like the only well. lever they have is debt, right? Just debt, and and now now and that was four trillion. That seemed massive. Well, four, I mean, we're at six trillion now, two trillion for the, you know, the the bailout and another four trillion just buying mortgage-backed securities to keep lending going. So that's six trillion. It's another two trillion predicted for, for infrastructure. And, and basically it's unlimited. So we've never been here. Yeah. And how will it play out? No one really knows. But I can tell you that based on the past and during the last recession, when they threw the four trillion or so at the market, it did recover. We don't know if that's the same thing that will happen. And I, when I say recover, I mean temporarily. It's a temporary fix because you do have to pay that later. It's like our grandkids are going to get that, <laughs> or, or our kids. But but what what we saw is that when you throw that much money into the system, it does lift asset values. It it did make real estate values go up. It did make stocks go up. And, and when those things happen, you see other parts of the economy take off. So it could work. We don't know yet. And if it does, that basically means that asset values continue to grow or at least stabilize. 
and it means that cash and money and the dollar becomes less valuable because there's so much more being yeah they've diluted free. the dollar again right so if you have so the the sad thing is that we were already seeing a huge divide between the haves and the haves nots that middle class was disappearing and that is why there's no other reason so if you own assets you get to play the game with the big boys if you don't you get left behind barely able to feed yourself because of inflation yeah. So that's, that's a sad tragedy, tragedy too, Kathy. Right? It is, and that's why your what you're teaching right now too is so vitally important. I think one to four, right? Hey, get in, get into one to four, get into something to be on the game of when things go up that you're at least playing the same game to to benefit from it. Because if you're you not going to be get sadly, yeah, you're going to you be can... left behind, right? You're, you're, you will be, sadly. You, you will be left behind. I mean, think about it. If you don't own at least your own home, let's look at it this way. And we know that inflation is what will come of this because right. the, the dollar becomes- Because we're printing money so much. It's going, it has to happen. It's going to. So that means rents go up. That means every year you see rents go up. Now, is that who's that good for? That's good for the lender who's on a fixed rate mortgage. That's not good for the person renting. Right. Um, because every year you you pay more. Now, if you bought that house, if you were able to buy that house, you're now in a fixed payment for 30 years. Right. So in 30 years, now you own an asset free and clear. All you did was live in it. So it's really kind of coming back to the basics. But again, if you're if you buy that asset and have someone else rent it from you, you're the one as the landlord who sees those rents go up and you're now you have an asset, not a liability. Yeah. Which, which traditionally has gone up in value or at least stabilized when this much money gets thrown at it. Yeah. So I am more on a mission than ever to help people understand that. I wish, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel kind of sad because I don't think many people are going to be able to, you know, I mean, I, I, at least helping people get into their primary residence where you can put very little down. Yeah. And, and then, you know, 3% down and, and then you don't have to live there forever. You just need to live there for a little while and then you can rent if it out. If you were sharing you- that story, Kathy, there's so many less people would be making the moves, right? And I, yeah. I just look, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that we have platforms to, because I believe right now the world needs hope more than anything. And people like us that we started, I started from nothing. I know that's your story. You know, we had to really work really hard to get where we're at. And people, that's that dream still is out there, but it takes a lot of work. But it, yeah, you know, it does. But, but it can, but it can be a reality, even if it's just like your ten fourplexes. Like if that's what you do, I love that concept because think about it. If you were, you know, um, you had a job and you're working and, and you were able to save just enough money to, you know, you bought your own home first. And then you're like, hey, I've got some extra, you know, me and my wife are both both working, but let's go get a quad or a duplex. And you have your tenants basically make your mortgage payment. If that's all that happened, you broke even. But 10 years down the road, the value, because they're printing money, goes up. You're in a great spot. Yeah, it, it's um, it, it. This is was my belief. And now it is being very much tested because I did believe I did think that something bad was going to happen based yeah. on the fundamentals I was seeing that were, you know, too much debt, too much debt, bad debt. You know, when you've got a government that's increasing debt, losing a trillion dollars a year, like the the budget's not, you know, like that's bad. I wouldn't invest in that company, right? <laughs> um, if it was losing a trillion a year. And that's what our government was doing to the tune of 22 trillion overall debt. And now, gosh, increasing from there. That was concerning to me when the GDP, when the when the 
income that our country was making was minimal. It was like right. all this debt for a teeny weeny product. The GDP was still low. I knew fundamentally there was a problem. There's a crack. So what we were trying to figure out is where we put our money knowing this. I don't want to just sit there because if you just sit in cash, it's just getting worth less every year. So we were looking for parts of the country that could withstand a, a recession better than others. Yeah. And it's early in the game, but every single day I've been interviewing on a webinar live for you know anyone to listen to at, at Real Wealth, but interviewing property managers in all these places where I thought they would perform okay if 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 it all fell apart. And so far, I couldn't believe it. Like one city that is really not exciting, not an exciting city. Maybe I'm sorry if anyone lives there, but where, where do you live? I live in Phoenix, but. Okay. Okay. So Indianapolis, it's been a city that just, just doesn't yeah. make headlines. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's Midwest. It's again, it doesn't make headlines for investors looking for exciting investments. But when we did our interview just a couple of days ago with the property manager in Indianapolis, now keep in mind, they were very specific about the properties they chose for our members. They needed to be. In, in nice areas, B class, still around $100,000, $120,000 for these properties, but yep. in nice areas, good schools, near good jobs. So we hoped that would be the strategy that works because it was an aff- affordable range that most, the average person could afford, not, not too high end, not too low end. Sure enough, we did our interview and he said, you're not going to believe this. We've had more applications for rentals this week than we ever have. And these are very good applicants. They make five times what the rent is, which is good. You you know, you want yeah. at least three or four times. Yeah, there. five is awesome. Good tenants. I'm like, why? Who are these people? Why are they moving to Indianapolis? Yeah. And he goes, oh, you didn't know that Indianapolis is the biotech capital of the country? At, no, I did not know that. He goes, oh, you didn't know that Indianapolis has the second largest FedEx hub in the country? And we, you know, FedEx bought the old airport in Indy and like nope, didn't know that. <laughs> you know, so um, so they're doing great. They have the rents came in in April. I expect them to come in in May. So again, it because we chose areas that can kind of withstand a downturn. That seems to be working. Same with Cleveland. Yeah, our team there. That's a medical hub. I knew that with the aging population, we would see a need for medical. Uh, the Cle- Cleveland Clinic is one of the best hospitals in the world. And, uh, and so our team there was picking properties out near the Cleveland clinic where these nurses and doctors would work. Well, what do you think? They're busy. Yeah. It, yeah. They're, they're working yeah, today. For sure. They're on the leading edge of, of trying to find this cure of trying to get the test kits done. So again, nobody's missed it. very, it was like business as usual for that property manager. If anything, property selling faster and more people applying for, uh, for, uh, to, to rent. I love then, that. It's yeah. all about fishing in the right markets, right? So I always say there's lots of ponds to fish in. Yeah. And But when you really understand what you're fishing for, I think that's a big part of it. Like you came at it with the pers- perspective of the right perspective. Here's what I want to achieve and what markets can help me do that. And then yeah. you start looking at those types of things and it, it gives you your, your desired result, which is stable, stabilization, stable income, stable product. And um, that's huge, right? That, that, and you don't, because a lot of people just think that you have to invest in your backyard. And sometimes your backyard, like, is not the greatest spot. And yeah. you're in Phoenix. I mean, we have appreciation, which is great, but it doesn't cash flow very well. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm more on the cash flow side. I'd rather have my cash flow, like, like spendable money and, and a little bit of relief that 
I don't have to worry about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. There's a lot of relief yeah, in that. Totally. Yeah. And I, even for us, for even for apartments, we're in Evansville, Indiana, right? Which is somewhat close to uh, in Indianapolis. It's a little farther away, but mm-hmm. that's proven for us to be a great little market because it's just a, it's a nice community. The people work there, they, you know, and it just seems to weather the storm better. Yeah. It, no, that's a good, that's a great market. I love that yeah. market. Yeah. yeah. So what, so if you're looking at your crystal ball, at my crystal ball <laughs> moment, right? What does Kathy see? You know, I, I, I would like to say it's something I see, but actually in reality, I am obsessed with studying and I'm really not, that's not my personality type. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like not an analyst by any means, but I think I've become one because a lot of people do want to know how we're, le- how I'm leading this company. And, um, and so I listen just constantly to top economists and, you know, I interview them on the real well show and I, I get, gather this information and I try to figure it out. So there's basically two ways. There's several ways this can go. I mean, if there's a cure, if there's a vaccine, if, if it's not as bad as was projected, if the containment works, whatever, like if we can get through this in a couple months, the damage won't be too bad. People are saying it would be a V recovery, which basically means it, it goes down and then there's a trampoline and it bounces back up and you better get buy stuff right, you know, when it gets to the bottom because it's going to bounce back up. So a lot of people are saying that and that would be wonderful. Now, other people are saying, well, if it doesn't and we can't figure this out and nobody wants to get on the airplane for a while, no one wants to travel and, you know, people can't go back to work, then it would be more U-shaped. So it would come down, we'd be on the bottom for a while and then come back up. And typically that the U-shaped economies and recoveries took about, I don't know, 18 months. Yeah. And then there's others saying, no, it could be more like Japan. That's an L as it goes down and it stays there and jumps around the bottom for a bit. And that would really be if the debt just, if we just get swallowed by debt and if these, if more companies collapse that people couldn't predict, like, I don't think too many people knew that Lehman Brothers would collapse. Yeah, You know, when that happened, it was That was a real deal. And then it created everything that just went right after. It was like the domino, the first big domino that made all the other dominoes go. So it's just like, boy, that, you know, that could happen simply because there may not be enough money. Well, because, and for the simple fact that even though, like, if they were to announce, hey, isolation's over, everything's great, but yet people are like, yeah, but I don't believe you. And so I'm not traveling. I'm not going out. I'm not doing anything, which I think is probably going to happen. I think people are going to be more like that. I know I will be. Me too. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. because I know that's how I am. And I'm like, I I feel like I'm just the average cat. So, and my wife. (laughs) You're not an average cat. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my wife tells me. She keeps me going check. (laughs) But, uh, you know, because I I think that's how I feel. And I I think that's how a lot of people are going to feel. So I don't think it's going to be a V. I'm hoping that it's a U. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really do. But I guess, we'll, but there is no crystal ball and we don't know. And all we can do is prepare for, you know, for all scenarios. Yeah. I mean, we just initially, I thought, okay, we've got a president re- trying to get reelected. He's going to throw everything at this and it's going to, it's everything's going to be fine until he gets elected. But um, as we're seeing, he's been kind of hopeful for a while and he keeps kind of making promises that aren't even, you know, like, yeah, 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 over by Easter by, and he's realizing that, no, this is, this is a, you know, it's not going to change. Right. So like it's, it's a long-term deal. 
Unless, again, unless the hydrochloroquine or whatever it's called. The, uh, girl. Uh, yeah, so, unless, <laughs> I mean, they, and they are seeing really positive results. So it could be that, I mean, here's, here's the, the reason it could be a V. It, and again, we don't know. We could talk in a month and we'll know yeah. then. But um, is that for the first time ever, at least in, that I know of, uh, you have people, the, the most brilliant people in the world fighting the same enemy. Oh, yes. And with technology and AI and robots and Zoom meetings, that, and they're all sharing information and they're coming together. So because that's never existed before with so many great minds figuring it out, we could find the solution and that would just, you know, we'd bounce it back. It would be great. Yeah. And I mean, that's my, I hope, I mean, I pray that we're in a V. Yeah. But I'm yeah. preparing for the L. You need to prepare for the L and hope for the V. That's, that's it. That's, that's the alphabet right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're preparing for the L, which is a Japan style non-recovery, then you still have to, you have to look at, you know, they, they, their stocks haven't really come back. Their real estate never really came back to where it was again in the, in the level that the field that we've been playing in, I don't think will be very affected because before we went into this, there was a, just a, just a lack of affordable housing that like n- there was n- just a complete lack of affordable housing. You can't build a property today that's affordable. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. And and um, and so that was already something lacking, and that's going to be even needed more, right? Affordable yeah. housing more than ever. So at the price points that we're in, in these cities like Indianapolis, the biotech capital of, of America, and we we own houses there for a hundred grand. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be hit that hard. Yeah. And, and those, you know, it's not like the economy just stops, you know, right. it's just, it, I mean, I'm still eating. I'm, I'm still ordering stuff on Amazon. Dude, you know? Amazon, like, hey, listen, if Amazon's killing it right now. Their market share just went up so much. I mean, they grab, they grab so many customers because what do you do? And, but people are still going out there and spending money. I see it all the time. I see cars going down the freeway, right? It's just, it's just changing. And I've said this on a few other podcasts, and I think it's worth noting that Rich and I got invited uh, to, we had a press pass to this really cutting edge, a futurist uh, conference called Singularity University. It's in the Silicon Valley with the, the great minds, uh, the greatest minds in technology presenting how they thought the next 10 years would go. And what they were explaining to us is that in the future, the near future, there would be... M- don't get don't don't panic, but that there would be more students learning from a VR technology. That their teacher is a robot in a VR situation, teaching them exactly the way they need to know how to learn. Tony Robbins was dumping all that he knows, everything, into an artificial intelligence machine that was taking all of Tony Robbins, everything the way he thinks, all of his books. And then creating this app called like Tony Robbins in your pocket. So it's almost like if you wanted Tony Robbins by your side at all times, that was already being created. Right. So a lot of what is predicted to come in the next 10 years is coming a little bit faster where a lot of people are realizing, wow, we mean, we don't need office buildings. Look at us. We can do this. I mean, Rich and I, we haven't had an office building in five years. We have, we've been virtual with, because you know what? We could hire the best. We don't have an office. We, bought, we hire anyone from in the world. In the world. And listen, and we're so connected. I yeah. Mean, we're, we're doing this right now on a Zoom, and 
you know, I'm doing it from my home office. You're doing it from your home office. Yeah. And life's good. Life's great. <laughs> I mean, I, we, we, we didn't do, we do live events every single month. I've been traveling every week for 10 years. And I, this just this year, I was like, you know what? I'd really like to, to stay home. Yeah. And guess what? Sorry, everyone. My <laughs> wish was granted. <laughs> I'm very powerful. <laughs> so the power of your mind is everything, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy, and I'm getting to just you know I'm doing things I haven't done anyway. I I think people are going to see that maybe we were going too fast. Maybe we were yeah. wanting too many things. Maybe those things don't matter as much as we thought. Maybe all that really matters is what we already have and we're giving no time or attention to. <laughs> like, Man, that is you know? it. I, I'm telling you, Shelly and I were just walking the other day. Like we've been on more walks lately. Yeah. And just spending holding hands and you know, just hanging out. Yeah. And then we start talking about things and like we talked about retirement the other day. Like, what would that look like? Because our kids, we got like another four or five years before our kids are out of the house. We're like, what does that look like? What do we do? Yeah. yeah. You know, and how much is enough? And, and yeah. really, we're finding that we we have enough. We and, all have enough. We yeah. really, we really do. And and there was so much panic about supplies. Obviously, people just freaking out and loading up their cars with supplies, thinking that we couldn't survive with all this stuff. But in reality, and this is funny. I've told I've told people this. Um, some very wealthy people I know would come to you know my town. It's beach town, um, and they would pay thousands of dollars to go to this retreat center here where they make you do meditation and yoga and hike the mountains and you get five almonds and that's it. And people paid thousands of dollars to go to this to lose weight, you know? And it's like, oh, guess what? <laughs> you know, We can save a lot of money and we're not going out to dinner every night and, and we can live on less, you yes. know? And you really, you really start looking at what do we need? What are we doing? How, what do we, and what's important? Is it family? Is it time? Is it time just to be still? I think more people have, have learned to be still in this period of time and just um, look at it and, you know, look at your spouse, look at you. What, what, what do you have all going and saying, I'm good, right? And maybe just center yeah. for a minute. And I think that there's been a push for us not to, not to know that because yeah. um, there's, there's powers that be that benefit if we think we always need more. Yeah. And and that, you know, we the economy is stimulated by us believing that and having to go, 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 go. And so this really truly is a reset. It it I think it's a beautiful thing in many ways. There will be well, I think you're glowing. <laughs> well, it could be the afternoon sunshine. <laughs> um, I really am. I'm so I'm so very happy. I I I just know that there is there could be some tough days ahead. I do want anyone listening who's in that position of difficulty to know that I've been there. You may have, you've been there. We took it real hard in 2008. And I remember, you know, looking at my husband saying, you know, we're going to lose everything. And he's like, you're not losing me. He's like, yeah. now we can go take that surf trip, <laughs> you know, and live in our car and go surfing. It's like, wow. You know, we, we things just got better after that. So yeah. just know, like, if you're in a situation where you might have to file bankruptcy, that means that now that debt is gone and you get to start over. And since so many people will be filing bankruptcy, yeah. I assure you there will be forgiveness very quickly and you will be able to get loans again. That's what happened last time. Yeah. Uh, people were able to get loans again after two years of having a foreclosure. 
So there will be a default, a reset, and and a restart. Yeah. So and and the times, you know, as humans, we are creatures of habit. Um, we do what we know, what's comfortable, and sometimes we, when we're forced to be uncomfortable, that's when the that's when we discover this part of ourselves that we didn't know. Real wealth would not that's be when created. Happens, right? It would not have been created if Rich and I hadn't gone through a very difficult time when he had health issues in 2002. That is exactly why this company was created. I never would have done. I would have been a stay-at-home mom. I would have been having my nails done and <laughs> <laughs> right. But and that's and that's and how beautiful is that? Because that really is where you come from. Is sometimes are uh, it's the th- times that were tough and hard that you look back at, and those memories are the best, right? You you yeah. remember how you persevered and how you pulled yourself up from the bootstraps and just yeah. said, "Today I'm not failing today, man," and I'm going to make yeah. it, even if it's just today only. Tomorrow I'll have to wake up and do the same. And that's what's yeah. probably going to be facing a lot of people. So there is encouragement, guys, that life goes on after tragedy and that there is hope. And, and listen, this is the we're in one of the best places, the United States, to pull yourself out of anything. Yeah, you really can. Without a doubt. It's kind of like in 2009, millions of people were were had just gone through a foreclosure. It was cocktail conversation, you know. Oh, you went through one too. Oh, so did I. Oh, I shortened some my house. I mean, it the shame was kind of gone. And I think that's what will happen is like, oh, I lost my job too. Oh, yeah, I had to file bankruptcy. Oh, I lost that property. But you know what? I learned this, I learned this, and I'm gonna do it again, but better. Yeah. And I think that's what we'll see. I th- I do too. Listen, yeah. if for people that are listening right now, if they want to learn about real wealth and how do they how do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? Real wealth, <laughs> realwealth.com, uh, realwealthnetwork.com. The Real Wealth Show is my podcast. And, and my book, Retire Rich with Rentals, has a very clear step-by-step process. Very simple. Probably could read it in an hour to make sure you do it right. Because I get people real excited about real estate and then they run out and buy something and they lose all their money. So you don't want to do that. You want to make sure you follow the process um, that is set up to protect you. And, and uh, yeah, so... The recipe works. Use the recipe, right? Don't go rogue. Don't try to be a maverick. Follow (laughs) the recipe. Once you've done the recipe about 20,000 times, then you can add a different flavor. I like that. That's fantastic. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because then you've mastered it. And then you can say, well, I'm going to create something a little different. Um, But that's really the right way to do it. Kathy, thank you so much for coming on the show and just giving us your true wisdom and, and blessing us with your presence. You are radiant in abundance. I love what you put out there. I think it's just spot on. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, listen, the power of your mind is truly everything. I say this in every podcast, but it's because I believe it, because I came from nothing. And the only thing that that helped me get out of and into a successful path is that I had to tell myself myself daily that I was the one, that I was worth it, and that I was going to be successful even when I didn't believe it at times, right? Because if you believe it, you can achieve it, and your paradise is possible. Yeah. 